0: You are listening to the weekly podcast of City Church Orlando, located just off of 1792 at 650 Airport Boulevard in Sanford, Florida. Our website, OrlandoCityChurch.com. Today, we are joining with the host of heaven and celebrating and rejoicing over the many decisions that were made this week to surrender broken, lost hearts to their Savior. City Church is throwing a party. Let's join Pastor Eugene Smith as we get the heart of God for this city and celebrates for those who gave their hearts to Christ. Our scripture text comes from Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 11. Today's message is entitled, Let's Throw a Party.
1: There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them, and not long after that, the younger son got together all he had set off for a distant country and squandered, someone say squandered, the King James says he wasted his wealth in wild living. When he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of these hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. Everyone say compassion. He was filled with compassion for him and he ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a party. Come on. Let's have a party. There we go. There we go. Let's have a feast and a celebration. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they begin to party. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field when he came near the house. He heard the music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked him, What was going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you. I never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Lord, add your blessing to the reading and the proclamation of this word. Let every ear be here to hear. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Today, we're celebrating the unconditional love and forgiveness and restoration That our God offers to all who humbly return to Him with all of their heart. Today is a day of celebration. It's a day that we celebrate a God who restores, who heals, who makes new. Those who will humbly acknowledge their dependence upon Him. That's the heart of God. We see in this story three characters. I've lived long enough in my life now to experience all three characters. I know what it is to be a rebel son. I know what it is to be a prodigal son. I know what it is to be a young man who wastes his life. I know that experience. I walked that trail. I lived that life. I also know what it is to be a self-righteous, religious person. When I really, at times, opened up my heart and asked God to shine the spotlight of His Spirit upon my heart, I realized, man, that's pretty self-righteous. There have been times in my life that have been critical and judgmental and not loving towards other person, other people. I've been just like that older son. But I'm also, I've also lived long enough now to know the heart of a father. To know the heart of a father that wants to bless his boys. I know that heart because I'm a father that has two sons. I read this story differently than I did when I was in my 20s. I have a different perspective. And I want to give you a different perspective on this story. I want you to hear the heart of the father this morning. The heart of the father for those who are outside of faith. Those who don't know him. Those who are maybe lost in other religions. Those who are maybe bound by addictions and drugs and alcohol. Maybe those who are just full of total self and pride. Living life for all that they can get for themselves. I want you to see the heart of the father. In our, country, in our world right now, there is tremendous instability. I've been watching the news with great fascination over the last couple of days as we've seen this unrest take place in that little small country of Tunisia, and then also in Egypt in the last four days. Literally, literally the Arab world is sitting on a powder keg ready to explode. I mean, you might not think anything about it because you're so far away, but I will tell you today that if the Arab nations continue to topple like they are, you will be paying $5 a gallon for gas very soon. The world is very unstable. All the, the economic people and all the political people are looking at the situation with great concern and great care because in the Middle East, if it becomes unstable, it literally is in geopolitical terms, the center of the world. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, that little tiny nation of Israel, which is located right next to Egypt, right now, that part of the world is in great turmoil, great turmoil. You can watch it for yourself. I've been watching live feeds from Al Jazeera, which is the Arabic uh, 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 newspaper and the Arabic news media. I've been watching live feeds. We've seen tens of thousands of people running to the streets, clamoring for freedom. There is a cry within the heart of every human life that wants to be free, that wants to live a free life. The challenge is freedom for men and freedom from God are two different things. Freedom from men and freedom from God are two different things. Because if you have freedom from men, you can choose to do whatever you want to do. But if you have freedom from God, no matter what your external circumstances are, you are free. Because whom the sun sets free is free today. This story being the most recognized story in all the Bible. It's a parable about some, really about some grumpy old man. There were some Pharisees and Sadducees that just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. You know, when Jesus taught, when Jesus spoke, he used this form of teaching. It's called parabolic teaching. Over 60 times, over 60 times, Jesus told stories in parables. Parables were significant because they were earthly stories that had heavenly meetings. And they generally had a point. And the point that Jesus was making to these religious people. The point that Jesus was making is that the Father loved people. The Father loves all people. Father created man in His image to have a relationship with Him. You see, whatever, whatever it, the lost is found there is great rejoicing whenever the lost is found in God's kingdom there is great rejoicing the Bible says the Bible says that when one sinner comes to faith in Christ all of heaven throws a party all of heaven sometimes we get so confused about what's really important in life and what's our mission as a local church I believe that this last week we established we have firmly established that our mission on this planet is to bring God's love to this city one person at a time. It's not only my call, but it's your call as an individual. You who have faith in Christ, you who are walking with God, your mission and purpose and fulfillment on this planet will come when you begin to see the way that God sees. The first problem, the first person that we see in our story is God's problem child, the rebel. He's God's problem child. I want you to see this. This story is about a father. And the father represents our heavenly father, clearly taught by Jesus. The father is our heavenly father and he has a problem child. How about that? The God of heaven, his children were not perfect. As a matter of fact, his youngest child was far from perfect. He was a rebel. As we begin to look through this story, the first couple of verses, this young man, he says, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so the Bible says he divided his property between them. I've never noticed that before, but if you just look at that verse, if you have your Bible, you can see there where it says he divided his, verse number 12, he divided his property between them, between the older brother and the younger brother. The younger brother had no concern for his family for his friends, or for his father. He had no concern. As a matter of fact, in Hebrew culture, when he asked for his inheritance, which was only a third because he was the younger brother, but when he asked for inheritance, he was basically saying, Father, I hope you hurry up and die so I can get your money. I mean, that's exactly what he was saying. You know what? There's a weird thing that happens in the world. When people who have family members or parents or grandparents who are w- very wealthy, there are many times the children are sitting in the wing just waiting for them to die. I think, what a stupid way to live. But there are many people that just think like this young man. He wasn't concerned about anybody else but himself. He was living for himself. He didn't care about anybody. He didn't care about his father. He didn't care about his father's feelings. He wanted what he wanted, and he wanted it now. The Bible says that he took his money and he went to a distant country. He went to a faraway place. And there in that country, he wasted his money. He wasted his money. He, you know, what happens in the human heart, you know, this guy went away to a distant place, but we don't have to go to a distant place to be distant from our Father. As a matter of fact, you can be sitting in the very same seat. You can be sitting in the very same place in your couch or in your car and be very distant from your Father. You can live in the same city that you were born in. You can live in the same house that you were born in and you can be distant from your Father because the distance has to do with not with physical space, but it has to do with a relationship. And He was distant. He separated Himself from His Father. Here's the word for us today. The father loved his son so much that he let him go freely. The father loved his son so much that he gave him the ability to make a choice. Go ahead and go. I mean, it doesn't even say that he tried to stop him. You know what I've found in life is that when someone's walking away from God, I mean, you can throw yourself in front of a bus. You can beg, borrow, and plead, but... It's not until they come to the end of their life. You see, this man, there's a progression here. You can just look through the progression of his life. He was selfish. He had no regard. He said, I want what I want. Dad, give me my money. And then he, the Bible says that he left. He went to a distant place. He acted so hastily. I mean, and, and then he wasted it. He squandered everything he had. Wine, women, and song, as someone once said. Yeah, you know, He wasted everything that the Father had given to him. Every benefit of being in relationship with this wealthy father, he threw it all away. Threw it all away. For what? For a moment of pleasure? You know, the fact is, in the world, in the world, there is pleasure in sin. When you do what your flesh wants to do, when you do what your human flesh wants to do, there is pleasure for a moment. The consequences always lead to shame, lead to guilt, lead to pain lead to brokenness, lead to divorce, lead to addictions. I mean, the consequences of living for yourself are always really bad. The fact is today you give the devil an inch in your life, he'll take a mile. I've seen people who were in their 50s who have served God for many years. All of a sudden something happens and they go the way of the flesh. I mean, I've lived long enough now to see this process and this cycle happen. And this is exactly what happens in the human heart. We start to grow distant from our Father. Then he separated himself from his most important relationships. In the church, in the kingdom of God, I see the same thing happen. The exact same process. People who come to faith in Christ, people who are serving God, all of a sudden they start to, you know, get distracted by the things of this world. I'm walking through Walmart on Friday night and there was a man that used to come to our church. And whenever I go to Walmart or I go to the bank up here, and yesterday I went to Wendy's, man, i like, I can't go any place in this little area without seeing people that come to this church because there are a lot of people that come to this church. And I I, I was walking through Walmart, and this guy said, hey, Pastor Eugene. I'm like, you know, what well, you're trying to scramble, work. I couldn't remember his name. But, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, a hug and all that. Hey, man, good to see you. And I said, man, were you guys fellow? Oh, well, you know, Pastor, we just have a hard time getting up now. I'm like, you have a hard I said, brother, we got a third service just for you, 1130. I know, I'm going to call, I'll tell my wife, she's out in the car, I'll tell her, we got to get back to church. So I don't know, we'll see if we see him here. We'll see if we see him here at third service at 1130. Well, what's happened, he's beginning to make a series of choices and become distant from his family, his church family. And whenever you become distant from your church family, you're just one step away from the next bad decision. You're just one step away from the next bad decision. You see, what happens in community, what happens in relationships when you happens when you're involved in a local church and you're in right relations with other believers, when you're starting to do something stupid, people will, hey, that was stupid. I mean, hopefully you have somebody close enough in your life that could just look you in the eye and say, that was a really dumb thing to do. What were you thinking? I mean, hopefully. You see, if you're not allowing people into your life like that, you're just one bad decision for making another bad decision. It's exactly the way God created it. Iron sharpens iron. This young man was walking away from God. But I want you to see what happens here. I want you to see what happens in verse number 14. The Bible says there was a famine in the land. There was a famine in the land. And this young man, he squanders it all and he ends up completely broken. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Here's the pattern. You follow this right down the trail living a selfish life, making hasty decisions, squandering. it just all, it's like holes. Everything you do doesn't seem to work. You're separated from your most important relationships. You start to make bad decisions. And then you hit rock bottom. I have looked in the eyes of people who've been church members for a long time. I've been looked in the eyes of missionaries and pastors who've been around this for a long time, who had the same experience and ended up rock bottom, making bad decisions bad decisions always lead to bad consequences which always lead to bad feelings bad relationships and a broken life every time every time he hits rock bottom you know when he hits rock bottom when he has nothing left he's eating with the pigs he's eating with the pigs he's saying man he starts to think about his life in a different perspective you know this is the first step the first step the first step towards celebration the first step towards freedom, this first step towards life. The Bible says in verse number 17, these five words sum up the story. He came to his senses. He became aware. He was awakened. That temporary insanity that he was living in, he realized it was a senseless life. He was turning away from the living water to drink out of a sewer. I, I tell people, he finally had the POTD syndrome. Everyone say POTD. He had point of total desperation. He got to the place of total desperation. And it was at the place of total desperation that he began to think differently. If you're a parent today, you're a parent today, and you have a prodigal in your family, you know what you pray? You pray for POTD to come into your child's life. You pray for point of total desperation. You pray that everything they do fails. You pray their business fails. You pray their money fails. You pray I mean, you pray. You pray that whatever they're trying to do outside of a relationship with God fails. No, you can't, I can't believe you say yes. Because you know what? Just like we saw in our heaven's gates and hell's flames. Hell is hot and forever is a long time. And their eternal destiny is far more important than their short-term success in this life. Their eternal destiny with God is more important. You begin to pray, God, do whatever you have to do. Do whatever you have to do to get a hold of their life. God, that's a hard thing to pray for a parent. But are you more concerned about their soul or about their temporary moment of pleasure and thrill that they get in this life? I want you to know today, this father let the child go, to, go and live his life to his logical conclusion. A life separated from God, a life living its own. When a person's been called of God, always ends in devastation and destruction. Here's the truth. People often only turn to the Lord when they hit POTD. It's truth. It's a reality. It's a reality. Getting to the point, and that's what you're praying, that the Holy Spirit convict them, the Holy Spirit bring them to that place and to that point. This man turns to God. begins to realize this doesn't make any sense. And then he says, I will go back to my Father. He becomes aware. Now he says, I'm gonna go back to my Father. He's come to his senses. He begins to think about what it was like with this father. He begins to think about the benefits and the peace and the relationship that he had with this father. He began to think about those things that, you know what, I'm going to go back to my father. And that's exactly what the word repent means. It means to change the way that you think about God. How do you think about God today? You see, this younger son... He had wrong thinking about his father. It was all duty, it was all task, it was all trying to, you know, trying to measure up. It was all about him. He couldn't get it. I mean, the story really is this. The younger son and the older son both had the same problem. They both despised their father. They both didn't recognize his love for them. They both just missed it completely. One just was a do-gooder. One just decided, hey, I can't do good anymore, so I'm going to be a a bad boy. One was a bad boy. One was a good boy. But they both missed the heart of the Father. Hear me today. The Father that you and I serve in heaven is a good Father. He's a perfect Father. He's a glad Dad. Everyone say, He's a glad Dad. He's a happy Dad. He's not a mad Dad. He's not a sad Dad. He's a good Father. And he loves to give his children good things. That's the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father this morning. See, he got totally honest. I've sinned against heaven and against you. I've sinned against heaven and against you. Acknowledging for the first time in his life, he was wrong. Being totally honest. No more excuses. No more excuses about his life. No more excuses about his situation, his circumstances. wasn't making excuses. Now he understood the life that he lived caused lots of destruction to his own life. And then there was humility. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Well, he was right. He was wrong. Well. Because the fact is, none of us are worthy to be called the son of God. None of us are worthy to be called the child of God. All have sinned. Fallen short. The wages of sin are death. There's not a person in this room, not a person in this room that's worthy of the sin of God. But see, it's not about you being worthy. It's about Him giving grace. See, it's all about the Father. This story is all about the Father. It's not about what you did for Jesus last week. It's not about what you did for Jesus this week. It's not about, God, I did this for you. God, I did that for you. God, don't you see what I've done for you, God? No, 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 no. Everything we receive comes from because of the grace of the Father. See, this Father is going to have a glorious day. Wow. I love this story. I love this story. You know, you begin to think how this young man might have felt as he was going back. You know, I, I'm just going to go to my Father. I, I man, come on. How could he accept me all that I did? How do you forgive me? Look at the fears that are going through his mind. You begin to think, why would the Father even welcome him back? rabbinical teaching actually says that there was a story very familiar to this that was gone around in Jesus's day It was written in the Talmud and they said these they told this very same story But they left it when the fought when the son came to the father the father said to him go ahead and lie in your own bed You've made bad choices and when Jesus was speaking to the religious people there hear me today When Jesus was speaking to the religious people he was showing the heart of the father the heart of the father who loved people See, this young man came to his senses, but then the Father, the Father, the Father strips aside everything. The Father has been waiting. The Father's been waiting. See, that's the heart of God for this city. That's the heart of God for people in your family. That was the heart of God for every person that walked these aisles these last four days and made a decision to follow Christ. The heart of the Father had been waiting for them. He'd been waiting and waiting and waiting. And the moment... They came to their senses, and they realized that they needed a Savior. The moment that that happened, the Bible says that the Father lifted up, you know, because the Middle Eastern men, they wear these long robes. He lifted them up, and he began to run. You see, the Father set aside his dignity. A dignified man wouldn't run like that, but there was something special going on. There was something special going on in the heart of his boy. And he didn't care what anybody else thought. He didn't care what the religious people thought. He didn't care what the people in the community thought. He didn't care that the drug addict that was walking through the door had done all kinds of terrible things. What he saw was a man who needed Jesus. What he saw was a young boy. The Bible says that he was full of compassion. And that is the heart of God for the city. Come on. He's full of compassion. Oh, the father, he strips it off, And he says, okay, guys, bring me a robe. Well, first he begins to kiss him. Kiss him. He begins to kiss his boy. He begins to kiss him. I mean, it says a kiss, but in the Greek, it's emphatic. It's over and over. He's kissing his boy. He's broken. He's His heart is rejoicing. He's throwing a party inside. You see, before you can have a party outside, you got to have a party inside. Before you can celebrate outside, you got to have something to celebrate inside. And the father was celebrating. And he begins to kiss his boy. And then he takes the robe. He says, bring me the robe. And he throws the robe. You see, that young boy was filthy. He was dirty. He had been sleeping with the pigs. But now he comes home to his father. And when He comes home to His Father, the Father takes that robe, the Bible calls it a robe of righteousness, and He covers up all that dirt. He covers over all that sin. You see, that's exactly what God does in your life when you sin. He covers over with the blood of His Son, Jesus. He covers over all your failures. He covers over all your faults. He covers over all your mistakes and brokenness and despair. You see, when the God God the Father puts the robe of righteousness around you, you are now His son. You were now his daughter. Then he takes the ring, the family ring, the signet, that what that which represented the authority of his father. He Gives it to him. Authority of my house. The moment you make the decision, I say, You know what? The moment you make the decision, I say, You know what? We're going back to the Father. That very moment to become the son of God of the King. The king is His power. He's not a king. Then he puts his sandals on him. Slaves didn't wear sandals in those days. Only sons. Now his feet's got something shot. Now his feet's got something, you know. Paul the apostle says that our feet are shod with the gospel, the preparation of peace. You know what? You have good news. When Jesus changes your life, you got a story, you got a message. You got hope. Let's throw apart. Let's throw apart. Let's throw apart. But not everyone got it. Not everyone got it. You know, in a local church, we'll have it was the greatest week. I'm doing this to church 11 years old. We've had a lot of great days. But unity, faith, prayer, giving, souls. We've never had anything like that happen on this campus before. And this church, not just this campus, but this body. We've had some great days. We've had some great celebrations. We've had some great victories. But just as a team, young and old children. And there was one of the young ladies, Tyler, was in the drama, man. And She's like a super, I mean, that girl could be a superstar. I mean, she was incredible. And it was just young and old, people working together as a team. I mean, it was just awesome. It was so incredible. But not everyone got it. Not everyone saw it. A lot of people were busy. Well, really cool. That's great. But we got this to do. We got this TV program, American Idol is on, don't you know? Tuesday night, kicking off a new season. I don't, you know, I don't know what people are doing, but I want you to know tonight, I want you to know tonight, this morning, there's a party going on in heaven. There's a party. The older son didn't get it. He didn't understand it. Father, this is how compassionate the father is. You know, and I've been, a, you know, we've all been hypocritical. We've all been self-righteous at times. But you know, whenever you hear it and you see it and smell it, it just kind of ticks you off, right? It's kind of just, when you hear it, you hear people being judgmental towards other people, condemning other people, just make you ticked off. And you, look at, you look at yourself, well, you've probably done that once or twice, but when it's somebody else, you know, somebody else is doing it, it's really bad. I mean, when it's me doing it, you know, you know they don't know my heart, they don't know my, somebody else. The older brother didn't get it. The Bible says the father, he went to him. He didn't rebuke him. Listen, don't you understand what's happened our son my son who was lost is now found my son who was dead is now alive he's alive let's celebrate let's throw a party that's the heart of God I want you to bow your heads right now and close your eyes in this room the heart of the goddess the heart of God is for this city I want you to know this morning maybe in this room Maybe in this room right now, there's someone who's a product. There's someone right now, you you know, it's been a while. You, you separated yourself from your friends, from your community of believers. It's been a while. Maybe you're in this room this morning. You know your life is not right with the Lord. I want you to know that God loves you. Every benefit of being His child is available for you today.
0: Thanks for listening to this special message, Let's Throw a Party, with lead pastor Eugene Smith. For service times and more information about City Church Orlando, please log on to our website anytime at orlandocitychurch.com or call 407-321-9600.